Let us pray. But the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. Exodus 14.29 Dear God, as I greet my new day, I thank you that, like the cloud by day and the pillar of fire at night in Exodus, you are guiding and leading me into my promised land. As I move forward, I will not succumb to the spirit of fear. For I know that you did not bring me this far to become a slave to fear. When I feel overwhelmed, I will remain silent and hold fast to the promise that you will fight for me in the face of adversity. So let my faith represent the staff of Moses as I place it in the sea of adversity. I will stand firm because I know you will part the sea and allow me to walk through on dry ground. I will not worry about the haters in my life, for I know that you will silence them, that I can continue to take the ground that you have promised me, my promised land. I declare that no weapon formed against me shall prosper, because I am yours and you are mine. Thank you for being my champion now and forevermore. I declare that I am closer to my promise than I realize. Thank you that you satisfy my needs in abundance and with nourishment. I will be grateful for my daily bread because I know that you are the God that protects and provides. And I know this full well. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for making prayer a priority in your life. To hear the Bible come to life, stay tuned for The Bible in a Year. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing, 
and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. God protects and provides. In our last story, we learned about how far God would go to set his people free. As Pharaoh's heart grew harder and more cruel, God's resolve to redeem his people remained steadfast. God's people were freed from 430 years of slavery and oppression. In this story, we will learn about Israel's journey through redemption and how the path to the promised land is not straight and narrow, as inspired by the book of Exodus. Hello, I'm Pastor Jack Graham with today's episode of The Bible in a Year. In our previous episode, we saw that God brought one final devastating plague upon Egypt. This was a terrible judgment. Pharaoh is now broken. He has lost his own son because of his own hard heart. And so now he finally lets the children of Israel go. Great rejoicing rose up among the Israelites as they left Egypt and left behind the shackles of slavery after 430 years of oppression. But as we're going to see in today's story, their joy would meet abrupt roadblocks and obstacles in the form of the Red Sea, in the form of grumbling and dissension. Listen to the words of the Israelites as they feared death and forgot the power of their God who just brought them out of Egypt. Once again, we'll see how God remains faithful and true as he has promised and show the world his great unmatched power as he rescues his people. Let's listen now to today's story. They would never forget that day. The angel of the Lord passed through Egypt like a thief in the night, and in an instant his people were free. God told Moses to remember and celebrate that day for generations. Thus the Passover feast was established, a day to celebrate God's mighty hand breaking the shackles that once bound all of Israel. So Israel fled to the wilderness. A roar of applause and laughter could be heard from miles away as thousands of Hebrews left their torturous home in pursuit of a new beginning. They ventured forth towards the Red Sea, avoiding the land of the Philistines, lest they fall into battle and have to retreat back to Egypt. Although Moses was in front of them, God was their leader. By day, a pillar of smoke could be seen in the distance to guide them. At night... A pillar of fire lit up the horizon as the sun, and it did not depart from the people. After a few days of travel, the Israelites came to the coast of the Red Sea to camp. The waters were vast, and the sea crashed on the shore like thunder. God pulled Moses in close and spoke to him, saying, Pharaoh will pursue you. 
But I will get glory from Pharaoh and all his people. All of Egypt shall know that I am the Lord. I am the protector of my people, and nobody will harm you. Moses gulped as he looked upon the vastness of the Red Sea. If Pharaoh really was going to pursue them, they were trapped. Miles away, Pharaoh soaked in his own anger. He, his servants, and all his people had suffered a loss unlike any nation before them. And now they were unable to rebuild because their 600,000 slaves had all departed at once. He would be written in history as the king who was defeated by the god of slaves. Pharaoh's mind raced, and his counsel shared in his anger. How could I have let this happen? He whispered to himself. His eyes glared forward towards the doors Moses had once stepped through. He arose from his throne and called for his chariot. Six hundred chariots rode into the wilderness like a hurricane. They ran through the night violently, leaving a cloud of dust and sand behind them. Pharaoh would not be made a fool of. Like lightning they rode, ready to capture back their slaves and kill any who opposed them. In his mind and heart, Pharaoh was going through his own battle with God, and his heart grew even harder than before. They ascended the hills that descended on the other side to the shore, and Pharaoh, with his army, sought to overtake the Hebrews. Pharaoh was fast approaching, and the people of Israel could see his army in the distance. Fear caused a panic among the people, and a roar of terror fell upon the entire group. They cried out to God and turned to Moses in a frightened frenzy. We have no graves in Egypt. Is that why you took us out here to die in the wilderness? They said. Didn't we ask you to just leave us alone to be slaves? Now we are going to die here. They were panicking and fear was beginning to consume them like fire to paper. Moses stood up for everyone to see. God had gotten them this far, and he was not about to succumb to the slavery of fear. Fear not, Moses shouted. The salvation of the Lord will work for you this day, Moses spoke, as if a general in an army. He pointed towards the fast-approaching Egyptian horde and shouted, These Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord will fight for you. Be silent and watch his glory unfold. As Moses was still speaking, God spoke to him, saying, Why do you cry to me? Go and tell people to move forward. Lift up your staff and stretch out your hand towards the sea. After speaking to Moses, the angel of God descended violently in the distance, and the pillar of smoke that guided Israel rushed towards the army. The cloud shrouded them in darkness and came between the armies of Egypt and the captives of Israel. As the night drew close, the cloud lit up with fire. Moses did as God commanded. People watched curiously as Moses walked towards the waters. Silence fell upon the crowd as Moses inhaled deeply and looked to the sky. He remembered the words of God on Mount Sinai. Take this staff, and with it you will do my wonders, God had once told him. Moving his gaze towards the sea, Moses outstretched his arms with the staff in his right hand. 
A cold wind blew violently from the east around him, and the seas began to rush to and fro. The wind howled at night, and the waters danced as the seas began to split in half. Moses' hands were lifted in the air, and all of Israel stood in awe of the wonders of their Lord. All of Israel went into the midst of the sea and walked through on dry ground. The waters surrounded them like two walls on the right and the left. Thousands of God's redeemed people stumbled through the alleyways of the divided seas, and Pharaoh's army began descending to capture them. Pharaoh's army, chariots, and horsemen pursued them into the split seas. As they closed the gap between them and Israel, God's pillar of fire and cloud threw them into a panic. Their horses fell, and their chariots crumbled. The army looked up, and the waters began to sway back and forth above them. The waters fell like a crumbling wall, and the Egyptians were swallowed up by the raging waters. Not one of them remained, and Pharaoh's hardened heart dissolved in the darkness of the deep sea. The people of Israel looked upon the seas on the other side, safe, not one of them being harmed. Egyptian bodies began to wash up on the shore. The Lord had been their champion once again and saved them from the hand of the Egyptians. A reverent, thankful, and healthy fear of God came upon them, and they truly believed he was their redeemer and leader. They sang, danced, and celebrated God and Moses. Then they departed into the wilderness, hopeful for greater things. Three days had passed, and the heat of the eastern sun beat down on the men, women, and children of Israel. They groaned under the sun, for they had ran out of drinking water. When they had come to Marah, there was a vast reservoir big enough to satisfy the entire group. However, the water was bitter and poisonous. What shall we drink? they mumbled to Moses, like children looking to their father. Moses turned to the Lord, also thirsty and feeling helpless to satisfy the people's needs. God showed Moses a dead tree to be thrown into the water. The sap from the log drew the mineral content down to the bottom of the pools, leaving good water for the people to drink. God had saved them from slavery and now satisfied their needs. Not long after, the Israelites ran out of food to eat. Hungry and growing more and more angry, they grumbled again to Moses, saying, At least in Egypt we had food. God heard their complaints, and instead of resenting them, he provided for them. God spoke to Moses, telling him that he was going to provide them food, but the food would come with instructions. For God did not want his people to be gluttonous and entitled to blessings. He knew that if he provided them food without any parameters, they would grow fat and lazy. I will send bread down from heaven. I will provide enough for everyone to eat, but they shall only take what is needed and no more. If they take too much, the food will spoil. And on the sixth day I will provide a double portion to be saved for the Sabbath. Moses told the people, although he was annoyed at their constant complaining. So the people waited. At twilight, a flock of quail came towards their camp. And at night, they feasted on meat. They slept well-fed and happy. 
In the morning they awoke to a flake-like substance laced on the ground like frost. It was thin and unknown to the people of Israel. What is it? they asked. So they named it manna, which means what? As God instructed, most people gathered only what they needed, while others took more and watched it spoil. So began the providing relationship between God and his people. The days would be long, and the weeks would be longer. Yet God continued to take care of his children. Picture the scene. 600,000 slaves are marching in the wilderness, Moses ahead of them, God leading the way. A great pillar of clouds by day and burning fire in the sky at night was present. So far, we've seen in the Bible that when there is fire in the sky, it usually meant judgment. It signified God's wrath and punishment. But now this fire in the sky has a very different meaning, a meaning that will carry throughout the Bible, God's presence with his people, a meaning that we will see throughout the Bible, which is God's presence with his people. They traveled the way of the Red Sea, but when they came to its bank, they couldn't pass. So they set up camp just as God instructed them. Back in Egypt, Pharaoh realized his desperate situation and regretted releasing the slaves. So he gathered his troops and gave pursuit. He lashes out in one final attempt to subvert the will of God, the power of God, but he is defeated. With Pharaoh bearing down, the Israelites trembled with fear. They despaired, thinking that somehow God's awesome power was not now enough. They go to Moses to voice their complaint and their fears. We might be quick to judge their quick turn to fear and distrust, but how often do we, in the face of trouble, give up and go back to our old ways of thinking, to our old ways of being trapped and oppressed without freedom, not remembering that God has rescued us, that he has saved us? In those times, we must remember God's mighty power and his grace and all that he has already done, that he has taken care of us in the past and he will be faithful in the future. Moses spoke to his people and told them not to fear, but to watch what God is about to do, to stand still and to see the power of God. God instructs Moses to lead the people right into the waters, lifting up his staff. God will then miraculously divide the waters. As the people of God obey, They cross safely on dry ground through walls of rushing, powerful water. When Pharaoh's army rushed into the divided sea, the columns of water tumbled onto their heads, wiping them out right before the eyes of the Hebrew people. It was a supernatural display of God's power. Was that enough to convince the Israelites not to despair when trouble came again? Well, unfortunately not. Just a few days later, they started to grumble again, complain again, begging for water. And they were saying to Moses, and really saying to God, what have you done for me lately? God faithfully provided water from a tree and quenched their thirst, showing them he would satisfy their every need every step of the way on their journey. When they grew hungry, they again complained, and God provided food with manna from the skies, a supernatural bread that God would provide to meet their physical needs. They only needed to trust God and to feed on his faithfulness. Even as they grumble and complain and fail to obey, God is, as always, faithful. And he leads his people through the wilderness 
to a land of promise that He is preparing for them. Dear God, we thank You for what we've seen and heard in the Scriptures today. And we thank You that we can rest in Your faithfulness to us, to feed us and to supply our every need according to Your riches and glory in Jesus Christ. Help us always to trust in You and not complain. Lord, fill us with gratitude for the many blessings that you pour down upon us each day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Pastor Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Download the Pray.com app and make prayer a priority in your life. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with someone you love. By sharing this podcast, you can make a difference in someone's life. And if you want more resources on how to tap into God's power for successful Christian living, be sure to visit jackgraham.org. God bless. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Welcome to the Pray News Podcast, where hope is our only bias. Each day, we'll unpack the most prominent stories happening in the news and offer a Christian perspective. We won't shy away from the hard topics, and we won't dilute the hopeful message of Christ. This is more than a daily brief on the news. It's a way to be informed and transformed. Listen to Pray News on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.